0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. Here are my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going great. We already got one week of the preseason to books, which means we're that much closer to the NFL season. Only three more terrible preseason games to go. <laughs> at least the next two are somewhat interesting because most of these guys are going to at least play a quarter. Uh, and I don't know about you because sometimes preseason can be pretty boring, but I was at the Browns game, uh, on Thursday night, and I'm gonna tell you what, watching Baker drive down that field. Oh man, I feel got I felt real bad for the guy in front of me because I was poking him in the back. Ugh. That's how fantastically <laughs> fantastic that was. I am excited. I love Baker so much, but we're so close. We're so close, guys, to the regular season. Poke, poke. So today poke. we got some, uh, A lot of news happens in a week when people are playing football, so we have a lot of news and notes to break down for you here. But before we do, we have a couple sponsors to tell you about. Now, remember, these sponsors are for you. It's not for us. These are for you. First one, of course, is DynastyOwner.com. You can't forget about DynastyOwner.com. You want to play the most. You want to be the GM of a a fantasy football team. Do we play dynasty because we like that ownership mentality where it's a long-term play? Well, dynastyowner.com gives you the chance to be the owner of an NFL team. That's right. You get an NFL salary cap and you draft players per their actual NFL salary. So, obviously, these rookie running backs and these rookie quarterbacks are great value in DynastyOwner.com. It's great value. You build your team around that. And Matt and I are actually going to have a podcast for DynastyOwner.com coming out here in the next, what, week and a half or so, Matt? Yes, sir. Uh, Breaking down our best values and our best buys and how we'd approach the draft for DynastyOwner.com. It's a new website. You missed out on the original beta program. Well, there's still time. We're getting that much closer to the season, so if you gotta get on this, you gotta get on it now. Dynastyowner.com. Check it out today. Their beta program. Check out their Indiegogo campaign. There's some really cool opportunities for you to go get go to Mexico get Monday night football tickets, or just get a cool Yeti. Keep those nice beverages either hot or cold throughout the summer or winter. Check them out, DynastyOwner.com. Check out their YouTube channel. Check out their uh, podcast. Check them out today. DynastyOwner.com. I'm playing it. Matt's playing it. Garrett's thinking about playing it. You should be playing it too. DynastyOwner.com. Other, we have a new sponsor here for today. Now, this is a limited-time-only sponsorship because they have some really good stuff for you here. Now, we all love analytics, right? Absolutely. We love numbers. We just started a whole analytical team for DynastyNerds.com because you guys love that stuff because numbers are facts. It's hard to argue with numbers, right? Strike cash, homie. Well, let me tell you about FantasyData.com. That's FantasyData.com. This podcast is sponsored by them and they're home to the industry's top fantasy football data providers. So if you're going to mess around with data, you got to mess around with the top guys. Why mess around with the middleman? Go straight to the top guy. And that top guy is FantasyData.com. They offer the hardcore fans, the ability to download statistics projections and get their hands on some of the best premium fantasy football content in the industry at a very, very reasonable price this year. Fantasy data has created two new premium features that are getting a lot of buzz, the advanced efficiency metrics and the advanced player performance metrics. These sortable pages dive deep into the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end positions, offering up some awesome golden nuggets for finding some sleepers. And when you're playing dynasty, that's the kind of information that you need to build a long-term dominant team. Use the promo code dynasty nerds. Pretty simple promo code, right? You're listening to the podcast. You know who we are. Use the promo code DynastyNerds, and you get 20% off your subscription for this season. Now, this promo code ends August 15th. I told you, there's limited time to act on this.
1: Very limited.
0: This is a pretty sweet deal. I wouldn't be talking about this podcast if it wasn't a pretty sweet deal. Use the promo code DynastyNerds at FantasyData.com, and you'll get 20% off. This ends August 15th. Make sure you check it out, FantasyData.com. This is the kind of information that gives you the edge. We break it down film-wise and with the eyes. Fantasy Data is going to break it down with the analytics. Check them out today, FantasyData.com. Let's get into some notes and news here for throughout the week. We already talked about Baker and how it affected the guy in front of me at the game. Um, I'm sure he'll get over it. Now, there's more news and notes. Big news. Uh, today breaking out is Cooper's got plantar fascia.
1: Plantar fascia, yes. Sounds
0: that sounds painful. Now I saw those. It's like usually about a one to two week injury. Uh, if it's just mild and they take care of it right, and if it's not, it could be like a month long injury. Sounds like he has the mild case.
1: Hopefully he's got the mild case. I feel like was it Jonathan Stewart that always used to battle this kind of injury and he had to wear like special shoes and stuff like that? I mean,
0: forever. He,
1: forever. he made it to game days, but he was like never able to practice and, mm-hmm. and he was it seemed like it was always an issue. So hopefully this is a mild case here for Amari cooper, and, and we just it's kind of a blip on the radar here in the preseason, and we don't hear about it all season long.:
2: Yeah, there's been quite a few wide receivers that have dealt with it. I, I want to say Julio dealt with it a little bit as well i'd have to go back and look but uh, there's been a couple other big name wide receivers that um, have dealt with it some on and off Uh, so it's it's not the end of the world but um, i know it can be painful for the athlete and that can obviously affect how they juke how they cut how they plant Uh, so it's, it's something to monitor but i'm not necessarily moving amari cooper down my ranks because of it but but i'm keeping an eye on it yeah
0: yeah, I planter face you have know, the guy in front of me at the Browns game. Oh, boy. Yeah, he had difficulty moving around, too, and he hurt a little bit as well. I felt fantastic, by the way. Baker's slinging a rock with Higgins. Remember, we were just talking about Hollywood Higgins, too, about how he's a great buy now. He won't help you in 2019 as much for 2020. But now that's kind of flipped cards a little bit because Antonio Callaway just got busted for the weed
1: all right for the weed
0: come on guys it's the weed you gotta give up the weed just for a limited time of your life you'll get paid millions of dollars to give up the weed or honestly just smoke weed at the right time really it's it's not that hard just you know but Antonio Callaway failed his drug test at the combine even so it's like we're not gonna call Antonio Callaway the smartest guy in the
1: league so so the early reports were that this had to do with the incident last year with his car but then it sounded like Possibly that was not, not the case. Not the case. And this was a separate issue. So if you're keeping track, it was failed failed at the combine. Failed at college. Uh, failed failed you know, at college. college too. Multiple times. Kicked yeah. out of college he because kicked, of it. Yeah, basically kicked out of then For the then, weeds. Then the combine. Yes. And then his car comes up here to Cleveland and he wasn't driving it. It wasn't his car. I mean, it was his car, but somebody else was driving it, and there was weed in there. And a gun. Piece and, of a gun. Well, whatever. It's and probably uh, <laughs> one of those
0: weird-looking bowls, you know? Like, yeah. hit this.
1: And now and now this. So, I mean, it, this is basically just... This is Antonio. I mean, this is not Antonio Brown. And this is Josh Gordon. This is, you know, what's his name from the Raiders was and the Steelers? Uh, Martavis Bryant. I mean, this is... Justin Blackman. Just, I mean, this is... So, ultra talented guy. Is he going to get his head on straight? Who the heck knows? At this point, the Browns don't even really need him to. So, I mean, he, yeah. he is he is a luxury type of guy, and when you're a luxury guy, you can't make mistakes like that. So, we'll see we'll see how long and, and how much appetite they have for this kind I, of knucklehead uh, knuckleheadedness. I, I never
0: thought the weed was like that addictive. I mean, I saw half baked. You know, when he's up there and he's saying, "Hey, weed's not addictive." In the meeting, he say, like, "Hey, do you ever suck, D?" For weed, man. That's not an addiction it's not an addiction. right? but now these guys, I mean, there's millions of dollars on the table. And they can't stay away from the weed. Yeah. It's I and mean, that's unbelievable to me. But hey, two each of their own, right? It's a good I bump for Hig- Judge.
2: It's a good bump for Higgins, though. Uh he I've kind of had him ahead of uh Callaway in my ranks this entire time. I think he's a better fit for what the Browns are going to need from their third wide receiver, a little bigger body, a little more of a possession. So I don't think it really hurts their offense that much. No, I don't no, either. It and does him not and hurt and offense. him and
1: Baker have an excellent rapport going. They do. I mean Baker Even last not, season has, has on several times come out and said that you know, when you want so, you, you need your players to be where they're supposed to be and Rashard Higgins is always there for me. He's always yep. where he's supposed to be and he's there on time and it, and that just makes it so much easier for a guy like Baker who's an accurate guy who throws on rhythm and stuff like that. So it's
0: And there's two ways it's to look a nice at this cuz we already mentioned about on last week's episode, was that the nerd episode? Well, either way, well, t- tell
1: us what you were going to, Well, the ner- <laughs> what we mentioned. I,
0: it, it was on the nerd episode. We mentioned that Rashard Higgins was a great, yeah, cause it was a nerd episode. So this is so. not a nerd episode, but on the nerd episode we talked about Rashard Higgins. So they got to jump on it. We could jump on it is great value for maybe possibly before that, the 2019 season for 2020, because he's already shown that he's a quality receiver in this league. And right now he's buried in the depth chart. And we thought he's, Real value would be in the 2020 season because he's going to be a free agent right. after this year. And there's two ways this can plan it, play out. One, he's a free agent, and he signs a good contract somewhere else, which is what I definitely see happening. Two, which is unlikely, is they can sign him to a contract and then plan on getting rid of a guy like Jarvis Landry by paying Odell Beckham big money. Jarvis Landry's making $16 million and kind of roll with the Rashard Higgins and Odell Beckham uh, duo as well. I think it's a little bit less likely because I think they're going to want to keep together with these contracts at least for two more years. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, but just like Tyrell Williams went out and got paid, leaving the Chargers going to the Raiders. There's a good chance the same thing can happen to Higgins, where he might not have great value in 2019. But if Odell gets hurt or Jarvis gets hurt, his value is going to oh, skyrocket, skyrocket immediately. But for the 2020 season, Rashard Higgins can be a fantastic own in dynasty. I recommend buying him, and I recommend buying him today. His value is low uh, to the point where it's the lowest it's going to be because I promise you his value is only going to go up. And this is what I'm seeing right now is going to be a guy that you, that's going to be a startable option on your team for the 2020 season. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally agree. We we already beat this dead horse, I think, last week. But I guess this is a different audience, perhaps. So
0: yeah, I mean, it's so we actually were, it's funny because we were talking about it last week on the NerdHerd episode. So it's kind of nice. Like if you're a NerdHerd member, you know, you're part of the subscription, you are buying me a coffee uh, once a month, then you would have had that information last week. And if you went out and just bought all the guys we talked about in the episode last week, I think you're in a pretty good spot. You're and already ahead is, of the game. This is one guy who literally a week later after we talked about it has already gotten a huge bump in value
1: in this year right and so, and that was a that was a, a basically a 2020 preview type of thing.
0: And sometimes how you have to act when you hear this information sometimes you literally have to go out there and put the trades in and make moves immediately after you hear it cuz value is so it's so fickle and so subject to change so quickly where you know either other people get this information and the price goes up or it just becomes a national known thing something like this. Um even the next guy we're going to talk about Andrew Luck. We said as Matt made a great comment a couple of weeks ago, like, "Hey, yeah. man, this sounds like this might be a bone issue compared to uh, a muscle issue." And it's funny because Field Yates tweet out today is like, "Oh, this is the first time I heard this," and I saw Garrett tweet yeah. it out, and it's like, "Well, not for our Dynasty Nerds listeners because Matt talked about this two weeks ago." Yep.
1: And and you know, you if you're been around, you know, watching the league as closely as as we do for long enough when there's no specifics talked about an injury and it's just very vague, Oh, it's in the calf or it's a lower leg injury. There's, there's so many umbrellas that, that can fall under, but the longer it goes, the longer it goes, the more serious it is. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, you have to, you have to keep track of these things. I mean, this is, this has been going on since, all basically all throughout the offseason, he has had this calf issue. He hasn't been taking part in OTAs, and now then it was early training camp, and they're like, then they're using words like, "Oh, I hope," and I don't know, and there's just a lot of questions around whether or not he 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 was going to be able to make it back, and now it sounds like there's even more gray area with with the latest report that came out because where they're saying we hope he's ready for week
0: one, they don't even know what the hell is wrong with him right, right. now. Now they're saying it's high ankle. Uh, Bone, he doesn't need surgery. You know what's really? Oh, you know what's going to lead to? Oh, now he needs a simple surgery. It's just a, just a simple clean cleanup surgery. Oh, he's out for eighteen years.
1: And the only reason this came out is because they were interviewing the owner of the team, and he let it slip. Like he, he definitely. The I was listening to the interview. The second he said it, it was one of those things where he knew he said something he shouldn't have, or that he was he was like speaking out of turn, basically. But he's the. I mean, he's the owner. Like, like there was no real, real repercussions for it. But you could tell he. He knew stuff that he wasn't supposed to say, and then he accidentally let it slip. Yeah,
0: and Jim, and J- in my opinion, I don't know. I mean, this is just me. This is not, this is just me. Like Jim Irse doesn't come off as like the, the sharpest owner in the league. Well, here's the thing he was, he, he likes to party here and there a little bit. And, and he was talking, which is the kind of owner I would be, by the way. So this is not like a
1: downgrade <laughs> on it. He know? was getting interviewed by Bill Polian, a guy who used to work for yeah. him. So he was probably used to being in an environment where he could talk pretty freely with this individual, and then, you know, something slips Oops. out, and all of a sudden it's whoops, and now it's this big thing everyone's like what the heck's going on you know you know now all of a sudden it's a bone thing when you know if you're if you're paying attention there was something up to from the get-go you know you what I mean you said it too yeah. you said it weeks ago there's
0: something up with this, this is not something simple uh, as they're saying and right. just pay attention because it doesn't sound like it's a low minor minor ankle injury so this is concerning if you're in a super flex league and Andrew your Lux your go-to Right, cause Cause it's
1: putting it's putting the early part of the season at at the least in a, in a big, in a you know, highly doubtful situation for him.
0: And then it gives you concern. Now, at least Percet has shown us that he is viable and capable uh, to kind of get things done as well.
2: Uh, also, along with this in the same lines, Paris Campbell has suffered a setback with his injury as well. So you have your your starting quarterback and you have what you were hoping to be your future top wideout that are both hurt right now. But
0: offset will Deion Kane has looked good in camp Looks as well really too, who's a guy we liked coming out of Clem. You know, well, not like coming out, but he's shown – his preseason performance look good there, so Dion Kane does look good. T. Y. Hilton apparently is having the best camp he's ever had. I'm, yep. I'm always cautious of some of those things, so but you know T. Y. Hilton's having the best camp he's ever had. They still have Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron there, so they're set. It's uh, yeah, it's not doom and gloom,
2: players. but it is it's disappointing when you're going into a new season and right. you haven't even got to play a game yet, and your quarterback's already hurt, and your number one uh, rookie that you're excited about, and, and their offense is already hurt too. And, about-
1: and Jacoby Brissett is is a Better than average backup, you know what I mean. Like they they see a lot of potential in the guy, and they're talking him up a lot, which yeah. also makes me think that it, he, that he's going to be starting the season. They're they're talking him up as hey, this is a this is a guy that he just needs a chance. I think he's going to be a top twenty type of quarterback. He just needs an opportunity. He, and, he showed it. He showed
0: it. I mean, yeah. he's definitely one of the top capable. five backups in the NFL today for sure. I mean, he's up there like the Tannehills, you know, Jacoby Brissett. He's He's in a good spot. Speaking of um, questionable spots at your receiver that we mentioned, what about Antonio Brown? <laughs> out here looking on eBay for his football helmet, sending out tweets for and fans to hook him up. He gets frostbite on his feet. He he, he said, he, I might not play, but then he did, said he is going to play. He shows up to camp today. I mean, I don't know what – sometimes money and fame make people go full-blown crazy. And, I, and I'm sorry if you hear this, AB, but my opinion is – Dude, you've gone full blown crazy. Fame. Money and football and fame have gotten to your head because I don't know what the hell is going on in your mind where like everything just gets catered to you all of a sudden
1: how are you going to get fired on your day off man how you gonna get frostbite in the middle of summer dude come on man <laughs> give me a break dude I didn't even think about that <laughs> give me a
0: break oh man i think
1: uh. he wore like the he got like moisture in his socks or something he, he wrong yeah he wore the wrong footwear, wrong foot gear F- wrong foot gear in his kyra yeah somebody else say that, the word that cold chamber yeah, hyrogenics uh, k- yeah thanks whatever much. Bron does exactly how, did yeah. I, how was how was Rich the only one that could say that word cryogenics? Dude, there you okay, <laughs>
0: dude? My verbiage is very tight along the in the industry. Verbiage, yeah. This podcast is the number one because of you yeah. know my knowledge. It's my
1: sweet silky mm, voice. You know yes. what I'm talking about, right, Matt? I sure do, buddy. That's right. So
0: Antonio Brown. I mean, what, there's not a lot to worry about this because we mentioned before. Like I, I did my ESPN show today, and they were talking about Antonio Brown. I'm like, ooh, Did we not just draft him? Like, no. Yeah, I mean, yes, he's crazy, but he's one of the best receivers in the NFL today, and he's in a team right now that lost the most targets, the most vacated targets in the entire NFL. They have the most targets available to anybody. I mean, we mentioned this before over the last what seven years, Antonio, six years, Antonio Brown finished as five, receiver five, one, 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 and
1: three. Yeah, I mean, it, he's amazing.
0: Yeah, his would, worst finish is five last year, and it's because he what?
1: So I, I was also listening to an interview with um, Derek Carr. Just you know, literally on the way over here, and he was talking about how you know, as soon as AB gets back, it's it's gonna be one of those it's one of those things where he's he's throwing a bunch of touchdowns to him because he he had already put in the work, and it you know he's like he's like he's like we spent countless hours. In the offseason, going to random fields, going to my house, going to like all these places to build a rapport. He's like, I already figured on AB not practicing that much. He's like, he's like, he's a vet. He's not gonna be practicing that much in in training camp. So I'm gonna get out ahead of this. And he's done a ton of stuff with him just to build a rapport in the early off season, to the point where they. They didn't even miss a beat. The guy comes back to practice, and he's nailing for a bunch of touchdowns.
0: He's that good. The value's there. I know he's 31 years old, and that's a dreaded age in you know football, but Tony Brown's been relatively healthy his entire career. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to hold frostbite against him on his feet and somewhere. At, you know, well, it sounds like
1: it, it, he's already back. You know, so it's, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. So
0: I'm using like I already saw people when he when he threatened to hold out. People were selling AB again. I saw him go in a league. I'm going to start a startup league. Somebody sold him right away just for a 2021st, which was fair value for a 2021st. But for me, it's just he's still an elite talent. You can't let the craziness just get to your head we talk about this with other players that are in bad situations or bad things happen. We always have to focus on one thing here. What kind of production are we going to get out of this player on the field that we have to, we have to have tunnel vision when it comes to fantasy football and especially dynasty fantasy football. It's not about, I know know you guys had your feelings and say about it, but you know, with the Tyreek Hill situation, but you have to just be focused on your team from a numbers input. You know what this stock is going to do for me, when to buy the sick good time, when's a good sell a good time. And how am I going to make the most money? Yeah. The most money the, is a stock market is winning championships.
2: If you sold right out after the news, like that's the absolute worst time to sell. Like his value could not have been any lower right after all the news broke about the helmet and the feet. And so, um, I hope you did not sell at that point. Um, cause that's, that's selling your stock as low as, as possible.
0: Speaking of frozen feet, Golden Tate, he ain't going anywhere. Mm. He's staying put for four games, loses his appeal. He will not play the first four weeks. The Giants receiving options are very... Very slim pickings. Are you I mean, su- are you
1: surprised? He was a, it was a self reported thing, and he still didn't even get it reduced. No,
0: because NFL's the NFL. I, what the, what, they don't know what they're doing. What are they doing out there? People people you know threaten people over the phone. They're going to kick their ass, and then somebody hits a joint, and then all of a sudden they're out for four games. Or <laughs> it does some, seem so. Somebody's top. trying to get their baby yeah, mama yeah, pregnant. You know what I mean? And they take something that was given to them by a doctor, and the guy says, "Hey, I took this one time. It's going to be my system. This to let you know." And then they still suspend you. It's like. Where are just common sense come into effect. I mean, I understand rules are rules and you can't, I do understand that though. At the same time, you have these rules in place. You know, you're supposed to double check everything before you're supposed to do it. Because if you say you let, say you do like Golden take, and I agree, he, but it, rules are rules. I will say that. But at the same time you go, okay, then another guy says, well, I did this and that. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, he, you let him off. Now the, now the players, uh, Union saying, "Well, you left him off, and here's a here's it's a exhibit. slippery it's
1: a slippery slope, is what you're basically getting to. It's like
0: okay. Roe versus Wade, exactly. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing.
1: It's basically the same thing.
0: I don't know that's the first lawsuit that popped in my head. All right, um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, another guy I want to talk about here, just for a nice dynasty stash. Definitely, if you're in a tight end premium league, uh, Robert Tanyan. Tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, report came out today. He's He had another good practice today. And I know one of the beat writers write, wrote that he had a nice, good catch on the sideline, went up above the defender, a tough window, but he came down with the catch. And he said, this is something we can see a lot more coming into the season. We mentioned earlier that Matt LaFleur loved the run to tight end sets. That mm-hmm. was the system that he ran predominantly. And that's why we said, hey, Jay Sternberger, right? right. This is going to be a good ad because even with Jimmy Graham there, this could be a nice situation. Well, Robert Tanyan is somebody who actually made the team last year despite them already carrying three other tight ends. So that says a lot. He had a really strong preseason last year, was nervous, thought he was going to try and get a practice squad uh, spot, but he made the team, which is crazy for a team to carry four tight ends. So that that tells you something. They did not want to let this guy go. They didn't,
1: they didn't want to expose him. Yeah, exactly. This is
0: George Kittle's roommate, by the way. So him and George Kittle are really tight. As you said, Jimmy Graham has been working on him. Mercedes Lewis has been working with him really good as well. He's only 25 years old, so he's a younger guy. And there's a good chance I went on I went on all my leagues today, and he was available in half of them mm-hmm. on the waiver wire. And one of them was Superflex tight end premium, where I picked him up as well. So to me, this is a guy with the system he's in, with the quarterback he's in, with the Asian vet vet in front of him, in a guy like Jimmy Graham and Marcedes Lewis, any unknown of a guy like Jay Sternberger. And knowing they could do the Philadelphia twelve personnel, where they're gonna run, you know, Dallas Goddard, Zacherts, mm-hmm. where this guy could be a nice sneaky stash, and he's so free right now, and he's so accessible. You're just gonna stash him on the back of your roster. If he pans out, he pans out. If he's not, he, he he doesn't. But this is a guy I'm saying pick up, maybe see what happens this year. But even more so. The 2020
1: season. Aaron Rodgers was impressed enough to talk about him in an interview as well. So another guy that, I I mean, I know I kind of sound like a broken record, but I've been listening to a lot of series on NFL radio with a lot of interviews with a lot of quarterbacks, and he he specifically you know, was asked about him and had a lot of good things to say.
2: And Rodgers isn't a guy that just gushes just to do it. You know, he's not Pete Carroll and complimenting no, everybody, so he's very selective about who he talks about and when he talks about him. So if he says it, I believe that there has to be some sort of validity to it.
0: Yeah, he's he literally, he's one guy you can take for his word. I mean, he just called out the new Head coach with the floor yep. about practice. He's like, I just don't like it. And yep. so he's very honest in what he's saying. Again, he's not, he's not promoting fluff. And he loves Jake Kumaro, and he likes this Robert Tanyan guy as well. So nice ads. You know, we were talking about Kumaro last year because of his preseason, you know, another nice stash here for you. Maybe he's not available, but if he is, I'm recommending picking him up, put him on the back of your roster. Um, more news and notes here is Chris Carson. All right. So we were talking like, I remember even a couple months ago, I was like, man, you know, I'm just, they they drafted, they invested in Rashad Penny, you know, Rashad Penny uh, is somebody that was for what his opportunities he showed promise with his breakaway, you know, his yards over 15 yards. I think he led the NFL with the most 15 plus yard runs in the NFL last year. They come out today and they say, Chris Carson is somebody we want to get 50 targets to. Now Seattle's a team that likes to throw to the running back. We've talked about Mike Davis going to the bears. Well, Mike Davis leaves 42 targets mm-hmm. available. That's what he takes with them. And they said they want to give Chris Carson 50. He had 24 targets last year. So this isn't when you hear like, Oh yeah, 50 targets for Chris Carson. Sure. Pete Carroll. Sure. You do. Mike Davis had 42 targets. Chris Carson is twice the running back that Mike Davis is
1: right. And he's, I mean, he converted 20 of the, of his 24 into, into catches. So it's not like the guy can't catch too. So it's, it's a nice little thing. I mean, obviously, you know, the The targets are going to go somewhere, and you know, you know, it's it could obviously be another twenty five to him, and then a uh, fifteen or so to you know Rashad Penny. So this is going to be one of those things where, but these guys are both these guys both might end up being viable. I know we talked about that earlier in the off season that we like both of these running backs going forward.
2: Oh yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of both guys, and uh, it, it's just it's just nice that there is an opportunity for them both to be relevant here because on a lot of other teams, if you had two running backs that were this talented one of them is going to be valuable and the other one's not, or neither will be valuable because they both cancel out here. They can both still be valuable assets. They could both get 200 plus total touches on the season. And it wouldn't be a ridiculous uh, notion at all.
1: No. And you add, you add like 40 receptions on top of the the almost 1200 yards that, that, uh, Chris Carson had last year and those are really really solid numbers
0: yeah I was just gonna go with that number as well Matt 40 receptions if we if this I don't think this is subtle news like I think this is really big news mm-hmm. in the fantasy world 40 receptions going to Chris Carson and if he can lock down that job like if he can lock it I mean he's had a really strong camp from all reports right if he can lock that down and come away with 40 receptions this makes him flirting with running back one numbers. Now I think Penny's going to cut into it to kind of hurt him there, not let him get there from the Russian aspect yardage wise. But I mean, we're talking these 40 receptions with say he gets 900 rushing yards, thousand rushing yards. And he's like, Matt, you said 40 receptions for another 400 yards. I mean, those are nice high end running back two numbers, which is going to make Chris Carson a very serious contender for many dynasty teams.
1: I mean, it's basically being a week straight of, of things coming out of Seattle's, Camp, you know, either Brian Schottenheimer or P. Carroll himself saying we want to get him more involved in the passing game. We want to get him this many targets. We want to we want him to catch more balls. He's going to catch more balls for sure this year. So I mean, it's it's a whole week basically of of good news here for Chris Carson owners. So
2: well, and something that I don't think is blatantly obvious, Chris Carson was the fifth leading rusher last year. He had over 1,100 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was already a very productive player. Uh, pro Football Focus rated him as one of their top five uh, running backs as well. So if if this is a guy, and he missed two games. So, I mean, if if he's going to, be able to be healthy, which I think is one thing that isn't being talked about enough. He has been banged up in both seasons, so that is something to keep an eye on. But if he's able to stay healthy and play anywhere close to 16 games, it's not a stretch for him to get anywhere from 1,000 to 1,200 yards and then plus whatever those targets are going to produce in the receiving game on top of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we remember, Seattle ran the ball – more than they threw them. They're the only team in the NFL last year. They ran the ball four five 534 times and they passed the ball 427 times. The only team in the league to run more than they pass. That's huge. And that penny said I was looking for that he had 15 plus yard run every 9.4 carries, which was the best rate in the NFL. So they're both stacking up. to have up some nice numbers here. Definitely, they use Carson in that passing down role. I'm liking it.
2: Let me ask a quick question: Would you use this as an opportunity with all this good news about Carson? Would you use this as an
1: opportunity to buy Penny,
2: or does this discourage you from from trying to get him?
1: I, I think they're. I think I think they could both be viable. I would go out and buy. If I
0: could buy, yeah, I would definitely buy. Um, I felt the same way I felt about Penny the whole time. I think they're mm-hmm. both buys. I think where I was looking at Chris Carson is more of a sell because I was worried about Penny. He flips right back to a buy in my mm-hmm. eyes. And maybe you can kind of use the two against each other. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the argument you can use is like, Hey, well they got Penny there. He's the first round pick just last year. Of course he's going to get his carries, you know, maybe to a casual dynasty owner, that argument argument might work, you yeah. know, where people aren't as up in these notes where, Again, we mentioned earlier in the show where, like, as soon as you get information, sometimes you have to act on it before it gets out to everybody. You know, as soon as I read that Chris Carson's going to be targeted 50 times and I see that what Mike Davis had and we took with him to Chicago, I'm like, oh, man, I got to buy Chris Carson. Let me put the offer out there. So, again, sometimes news, podcasts, Twitter. That's what. That's why some people, when I see it, they play Dynasty, they don't have Twitter. I'm like, you're doing yourself such a disservice. Oh, like so much information. You don't have to get All you have to do is just get it and follow, you know, ESPN – Matthew Barrett, you know, uh, Adam Shafter Adam Shafter, me, Matt, the site.
1: <laughs> That's all you have to do. Well, not me. <laughs> just, just,
0: just,
1: just skip just over Richard, just Matt, skip over Garrett. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Don't fall. Garrett. I mean, he's out there. He tweets too much. You know, what <laughs> your timelines all filled up with like, Oh, look at me. Uh, I got this really good information in for dynasty. Nah, come on, man. I, listen to Nerds I don't need that. I don't need that for you. Um, so it's, it's again all that we talk about this many times over the year. The more information you have as a dynasty player, the better situation you're going to be. I mean that's why you listen to podcasts, right? For more information and put yourself ahead of everybody else that doesn't listen to the podcast. Tell your friends, everybody should listen
1: to the podcast. <laughs> um, Don't keep us a secret, please.
0: More news and notes on the preseason week one is uh, the forty nine ers game. Hmm. They had a couple players out there that looked really good. One looked really good. And Now I want to stay and make a statement too because I'm still not saying this guy is not going to be. Gr- a solid contributor in Dante Pettis. I'm not going to say that, but I had a couple, I remember I read one comment. like, Oh, I saw that where they had ranked Dante Pettis and I'll never listen to these guys again. And it's like, Oh, cause remember those stats I gave about like Richard Higgins had more fancy points than Dante Pettis last year, Richard Higgins, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, all kinds of other players. And now, you know, here we are. I said, I started out the gates. Debo Samuel is a much better receiver than Dante Pettis. And people are like, Oh, I don't know about that. I'm like, well, I, I know about it. It's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So right. that's what I believe. And you know, I'm right more than I'm wrong. President of the Daniel uh, Jones fan club, president of the Curtis Samuel fan club. Those guys are looking pretty good so far. Um, well, in the preseason guys, what happened?
1: Oh, Jalen Hurd balled out, you know, uh, Debo Samuel looked really good and showed, you know, flashes of big playability and, and, you know, you gotta like you, you marry that with the with the comments you know that came earlier in the week with, that showed you know Kyle Shannon basically came out and said, "Hey, I lo- I love the uh, the aggressive mentality of these two guys, Jalen Hurd and, and Debo Samuel's," and then marry that again with with other with other reports coming out about Dante Pettis having to earn his starting position, yep. and you're starting to paint a picture of of kind of who's trending up and who's trending down. You know, all the offseason stuff. You know, Pettis was getting kind of bumped up and put up on some pedestal, and now all of a sudden these late these these rookies are making kind of making a late surge here towards towards as soon as the pads come on, which which is was my thing to begin with. Dante Pettis to me just wasn't physical enough to 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 really hold up to the rigors of the NFL. That's why I kind of had him downgraded a little bit, and now that the pads come on, it, it's starting to show a little.
0: He bit. He really needs to listen a little bit more of Olivia Newton John. And what what did uh. Kyle Shanahan say,
1: "Let's get physical." Is that what you are talking about?
0: Physical, physical. <laughs> Let me hear your body talk. <laughs> body talk. Yeah, I am very good singer. Yeah, too. I am so. Mul- I am ambidextrous when it comes. Ambidextrous. Terry, to- <laughs> <laughs> what did what did Kyle Shanahan say uh, exactly about uh, the receiving position?
2: Yeah, so he he said that we have to figure out who who our starting receivers are going to be. Opposite of Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin, which I, I kind of, it sounds bad to say this. I kind of forgot about him. Like,
0: I mean, I knew he was there, but I didn't. What are you talking about? He just won the race of the fastest player in the NFL. Super fast. Super duper fast. fast. Olympic speed. Fastest guy in the NFL. He's only 28 years old. Yeah. We all talk about the vertical threat in a Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think that's what he meant. Marquise Goodwin, it looks yep. like he's locked in to the vertical threat to be that guy in Kyle Shannon's offense. He
1: was having a good end of the year. You know, was it two thousand seventeen? He, just, he had a he yep. had a rough he had a rough go last year. I mean he a was injured. He was injured, and then obviously you know Garoppolo was injured as well, and they just had a turnstile basically there of turds at quarterback. So I mean, yep. he didn't have a great year, it's but he stint. he is a guy that has gone largely forgotten. You know, especially with all the additions here in the past couple of years,
0: Garrett forgot about him completely. I forgot yeah. about him. Why well, follow that guy on Twitter? He's forgetting <laughs> about all the people all over the place? <laughs> Unbelievable. But uh, I'm at Dynasty Rich. <laughs> <laughs> you know who? You know who we haven't talked about though? All of these weapons here. This has got to look good for Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I've always liked Jimmy. I, Gra- mean, I mean, I've I've been a solid Jimmy Garoppolo believer, like yeah. for a while here.
1: So the and there was one piece of unfortunate news. My my guy that I was talking up last week, Trent Taylor, goes oh, and I busts his that. foot, man. So he has the uh, was it the lens Linz, frag fracture or whatever, yeah. you know, the one that's you know that Plastured, little that little bone in his foot. Frank-ish
0: Isis. Yeah, he's a member of ISIS. What? what? I'm calling the president.
1: Jeez, oh man. Now, where did this go?
0: Yeah, but you you mentioned so. Jalen Hurd, Debo Samuel, Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, George Kittle, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda, Jarek McKinnon's going to come back, maybe, because he just got, what do you get?
1: Platelet-rich injection. They injected
0: some of me into his knee.
1: So, yeah. He had a setback. And then there's, you know, they're they're quoted as, you know, Shanahan saying he hopes it'll be like a two-week thing, but it could be longer than that
0: could be which makes great news for Breda owners yep. good news for Tevin Coleman
1: owners here and if you're following the timeline on that he got activated from Pup on the 6th August 6th on the 8th he was getting injections and on like Did the, the on the on the 11th there's people that you know like the beat reporters are saying that he might just be on injured reserve to start the year so which that means it would go till week 8 then yeah, if that's week eight, the case right so yeah. it's it's not trending in the right direction this knee seems to be a much larger issue and he's having a hard time coming back.
0: and listen every guy I go out there and say I have to buy and I push a for I can't bat a hundred or a thousand. I can't. I can't bat a hundred. <laughs> you can't even bat a hundred. I can't. Bat. No, I, bat. I can't even get one out of ten. I think if this is professional baseball, I'm I'm batting like seven fifty. So I'm I'm a hall of famer. But Jarek McKinnon, if he starts the season IR, guess what? That's great time to buy because when he comes back. <laughs> When he comes
1: back. You're dying out of this. Breda ledge. or Tevin Coleman are going to be
0: hurt. He's going to be involved in the pass catching game. I still like this guy as a pass catching running back. I think if he goes on the IR, I think you can get him for almost nothing. Go out there, get yourself some McKinnon still. I'm on this hill all alone. Look at my flag. Woo, look at me. Look at me. It's, it's a white flag, but I'm still up there on the flag. <laughs>
1: it's disappointing because I did, I was excited to see Jarek McKinnon in this system, but unfortunately, I mean, the one thing that we, none of us can predict at any time, are injuries and how, and especially how guys are going to come back. I mean, for years, I think we've almost taken it for granted that ACLs are just like an automatic comeback. They're not, I mean, we're finding that out. Like Jarek McKinnon is one guy. Darius Geis is another guy that's, that's had issues coming back from one who
0: has not been cleared yet to play. Still, still
1: not clear to come back. So, it, it it's it's still it's still a hurdle. It's still a surgery, and guys, everyone heals different, so it's it's very hard to predict who's going to be able to come back from them. But do you know who has come back? My boy, Darius Slayton. Darius Slate, Darryl Slate Ooh, did come man. back today Ooh. for
0: the Giants. He did.
1: Yeah, we forgot to mention that. Didn't
0: yeah, we? We, we were talking about the, the uh, Golden Tate. The the, the the Giants scared. So you're you're way late now. <laughs>
1: But you left it out. No. I had to bring it up. That was a good. That was a good. You know, pulling it back in kind of segment uh, right there. I
0: thought when I started this podcast ago, I'm Rich Dotson, your host, with my co-host Matt O'Hara and Garrett Price. I didn't know I had to speak for. I got to do everything around
1: here. You got to do everything, Rich. You got to bring it up. Apparently,
0: so our our boy Debo Samuel looks great. Pettis mm-hmm. is on the fringe of possibly starting. Marquise Goodwin's locked in as a starter as of today. Subject to change. This could be a motivation tactic for Pat to get his button to gear because he's a little wiry. Maybe hit up the gym. Maybe and, listen to Olivia Newton John.
1: Yeah, let's get physical. And Jalen Hurd looked amazing. I mean, three of five, you know, three of five targets he caught for thirty-one yards and two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. So he's like, I mean, he's showing off his size and, and his physicality. One of the ones he bowled the guy over to get into the end zone. So he it's,
0: did. when am I? Because he listens to Olivia Newton John
1: exactly, and he used to be a running back, so that also helps. He's a massive guy. He is huge. Six foot four. You know, he's basically like a, a tight end running out there. Yeah. Which, if he ever gets that designation,
2: oh, that that stock will skyrocket. It definitely will. Why? Because
0: George Kittle's there.
2: No, no, no. I'm saying if you could start Jalen Hurd as a tight end.
0: Oh, yeah. The halfback tight end. Kind yeah. Well, yeah. that Marcus Colson bull crap that cost me a championship. I'll never let that down.
1: I wouldn't blame you. I mean, that guy went undrafted, and then all of a sudden he gets this running back tight end designation. You can play that guy all over the place. Yeah,
0: and didn't even play one snap at tight end, which is the weirdest thing. They didn't, change they didn't change it the whole year, stupid-ass Yahoo. You heard me. Brad Evans, get on that stuff. Uh, speaking of Darius Geis, though, not cleared in Washington, that's a little bit concerning, just a little bit, right?
1: Definitely, I mean, man.
0: You know, the whole time you're thinking, like, wow, they bring AP back. What's AP there? They're going to give guys all the carries. But he's still not 100% clear there. They still have AP there. They bring in Bryce Love. And the most unforgotten guy there, Chris Thompson. Most unforgotten?
1: Yeah, I think yeah. The most forgotten. Most forgotten guy is Chris Thompson. Listen, guys, I
0: don't need you to correct me.
1: <laughs> yes, we not? yes, you do. You <laughs> told us to be hosts as well. We were listen, co-hosts. Listen, I'm ambidextrous when it comes to correcting you. All right? <laughs> okay.
0: Listen, the most forgotten guy who's been forgotten
1: <laughs> the most.
0: I was thinking of Clint Eastwood, unforgiven. That's what that's my yeah. out. Uh, is Chris Thompson. So, yeah. I think this is a huge factor for two reasons. One, even if guys plays Chris Thompson still has a very good chance to play a vital role on an offense that does not have any soli- you know soli- solidified solidified wide receivers besides Jordan Reed which who I love this year. I think Jordan Reed's a Great fantastic value. value in dynasty fantasy football uh be- between weeks 1 and 13 so he actually played 13 weeks. It wasn't like he was out all the, last year. It was wide receiver tight end number 8 on the year and now he's a number 1 weapon at Washington. Offense. Chris Thompson has a really good chance to play a viable role in here. We don't know if Bryce Love is going to be one hundred percent healthy. If if uh, Darius Guy starts off, you know, slow or there's a needle in, we could see a lot of Chris Thompson. Shares in fantasy football. He might have a really strong role. Definitely weeks like one through six, like early in the season here. And Chris Thompson's really affordable right now for a guy who's finished as uh, a top end PPR running back before. And we always see these guys fluctuate. These PPR guys move up and down the ladder when it comes to, uh, fantasy scorers last year. It was Tariq Cohen. The year before that, it was Duke Johnson. The year before that, it was somebody else. It's just these PPR guys. That James are always white.
1: The, yeah. is thrown in there all the time. Yeah.
0: yeah. So these guys are always involved into the top 24. And I know that how important it is because next episode in the nerd episode, we're actually going to talk about uh, our top 12 fantasy running backs for the season. And it's just going to, the big thing here is like the, people. Sometimes there's so many names out there, right? Like, Oh, I like this running back. I like this running back. To be a running back one is a very exclusive club to be in, and it's hard. There's 32 teams out there. We're talking about 12 guys. To be a running back two is hard. You want those guys. So I know in the next episode we're going to give you our top 12 uh, fancy running back ones for the season that we predict. Um, Who's out from last year and who's in, but... Sometimes these names are thrown around, and I don't think people appreciate it. We talk, we've mentioned this before in the podcast, a wide receiver three and how valuable that wide receiver three is. And people are like, oh, like Sterling Shepard he's a wide receiver three. Like that's just something you could throw by the wayside. You can get it anywhere you can get it. Oh, he's a, he's a low-end running back two. Dude, he's a running back two. There's only 24 of them on your roster, okay? There's 12 teams in our league. We each start two running backs. That means if I have a running back two, two running back twos and a running back one, that means somebody out there is starting a running back three, all right? Exactly. Somebody out there is doing it. Don't be that guy. Chris Thompson can give you running back two numbers. Maybe not throughout the year, but at least early in the season is early something I'm year, predicting. Yep. And that's something that, hey, maybe you have something else going on or your team's turning off slow. That's a nice person to have, definitely, if you have a flex option there as well. Maybe you have a guy that's going to start on the pup, uh, maybe – you need help anywhere. Chris Thompson is be had. He might be able to help you. I think that's good. Maybe
1: you've got Jarek McKinnon starting on IR. Chris Maybe, because you listen be, to me. It might be a nice bridge.
0: Um, speaking of uh, running X and Duke Johnson, PPR running backs, Duke Johnson gets traded to the Houston Texans.
1: Right. So this is kind of one of those things where you're, you're you know, you're, you liked him on the Cleveland Browns for the first half of the season, but there's going to be a lot of unknown once Kareem Hunt gets back. And, and now all of a sudden he gets shipped off to this team with Lamar Miller, who I don't know how you feel about him, but I've never loved the guy. I
0: think he's great value and nice Well, because nobody likes him.
1: But he's great. He is good value for this year, but he's not great at catching passes. That's not his thing. So this. Nope. So Duke Johnson, another Miami Hurricane, so they can they can love yuck it up down there. In, Matt,
0: in, just not any Miami Hurricane. Miami Hurricane's all-time lead in rusher.
1: Duke Duke Johnson, Johnson. but I mean, I think you say that and I think you almost, that's almost, you're painting him in a different light than he actually is because he, he hasn't been great in the NFL rushing in Uh, my, in my opinion. I mean, he's, he's, he's never shown like the ability to, to take over a game. Has he
0: averaged almost four yards a carry?
1: But is he physical enough to do that on a down in and down out basis? I don't think so. I have a tip for him. You have a tip for him, Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John. There you go. What was I thinking? But <laughs> but but he compliments, I think Lamar Miller nicely in the fact that his his strength is catching the passes. So and I, I think he's going to have a nice sustained value throughout the entire year now. Whereas in before you you know we had eight games where you knew that he was going to get good production and you weren't t- too sure about the end of the year. I think now he's got a full year of good production. And this is a subtle move. The wizard
0: himself, John Dorsey, got a third round pick for John. Duke Johnson. Now,
1: it's 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 conditional.
0: It's conditional. All he has to do is be active for ten games. So Duke Johnson's never missed a game in his entire career. As long
1: as he's healthy, right, right. But as long as he's healthy, we'll get a third. So
0: the point there is that's the most given up for a running back since Trent Richardson was given up, given up from for a first round pick. I mean, Jordan Howard went for a fifth. How how much? uh, How much did Antonio Brown go for? Uh, a
2: third, a third.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. So he's pretty much as good as Tony Brown. Is and, what John and when Dorsey's was the last? When
1: was the last time you heard a team getting equal value from what they paid for the guy in the draft? He was a third round draft pick to, to begin with. Five years later, exactly. And we got a third round draft pick back.
0: And we got to remember this: this offensive line in Houston is there probably their Achilles heel, heel out there. I mean, he's gonna a guy like Deshaun Watson is gonna be under pressure a lot here, and he's gonna need a nice safe third down back to dump the ball off to and they lost Kiki Kute, uh, for a little bit with mm-hmm. the ankle injury so Duke Johnson some of that can line up in the slot which is a very vile position in that Houston offense giving up that draft capital with Bill O'Brien not overly in love with Lamar Jacks uh, Lamar Miller this is a great landing spot for Duke Johnson and yep. he's something that's gonna be able to help you as well in the PPR game
1: and he could he could easily slide into a very similar role to a James White you know what i mean because this is this is a very similar offense and everything like that and and he's a very similar player so this is a guy I mean, he's two years ago. He had ninety-three targets for seventy with seventy-four catches and like almost seven hundred yards of receiving,
0: which was made him running back eleven on the year.
1: Exactly to go along with his like three hundred yards of of rushing. Which, which I think is what the, I envision. I, I, I see that slight boost in rushing in Houston
0: up to like you know like 450, 500 yards rushing potentially there in Houston to that, go with those receptions.
1: That would I mean those numbers would all be career highs. By the way, I mean he's never gotten to the four hundred yard mark as far as rushing, but but his. It doesn't matter because that's not where his true value lies. His true value lies in the receiving game and getting 700 yards and, and you know, right around 70 catches. And I'm, I'm fine with that. It, it, even if you get 250 yards of rushing, you're still getting, you're still getting really good numbers out of a guy.
0: Yeah. I've been a Duke Johnson proponent just in a PPR game. I've been saying he's been undervalued. I've actually made some moves for him prior to the trade. I went out there and gave us like, I just traded two weeks ago. I traded Latavius Murray for Duke Johnson. And I came away feeling fantastic about it. And the guy I thought he got over on me, my boy P. Win, you, I know you're listening, uh, Paul, <laughs> uh, he felt really good about it. And we put it, he even put it on Twitter and was like, no, nah, I kind of like dude Johnson. And he's like, oh, I, I went out and try, I, I,
1: I went out and tried to acquire him in, in one of our leagues that we're in. And the guy was like, I can't right now. So I, after I the trade, that. huh?
0: After the trade or before the, before
1: the trade? trade. And he said, I, he was like, I can't, I can't trade him right now. I just got to figure out. Cause he the, the guy at uh, Ezekiel Elliott as well. So he, a lot, of, a lot of gray area there in that situation. And
0: the flip side of this, this now makes Dontrell Hilliard mm-hmm. um, a viable option for the first eight weeks of the season. It, it's worth checking your waiver wire on. The Browns do like him mm-hmm. uh, despite his fumble at the goal line uh, last week in the preseason. The Browns do like him. He's going to be the second fiddle to uh, Nick Chubbs. So that makes him a viable option. At least have stashed on your waiver uh, Team, this is all just until Cream Hunt comes, and then when Cream Hunt it's all over. Like I mentioned before, Cream Hunt is on the Browns this year, and Cream Hunt is on the Browns. Next year,
1: so so uh, a little something about the the fumble, like it doesn't that doesn't bother me at all. It probably doesn't bother no. the Browns at all because they're they're never going to use oh, them. So they're not using them on the goal line. They're not going to be using them there. They did feature him quite a bit in the passing game and just all around, and and he operated well between the twenties. They're never going to throw him in at the goal
0: line. Oh, and I've got some things to say about Nick Chubb on the next episode for the Nerd Hurt episode, just oh, uh to give you a little tea, little tease, mm-hmm. taste. I got a, i got a lot of good things to say about. Uh, Nick Chubb and, oh uh, good I'm glad you, it's good you should be uh you should be listening because uh Actually, I got some really good – I might have some surprises here who I think are going to be running back ones for the 2019 season. I, I know I have one that will probably be pretty controversial that I left out. Are you going to knock my uh, – I don't know. Me and Matt, I thought I had a controversial maybe, one Maybe it's out, the same one. And Matt had the same exact one. I'm like, oh, I guess it's not so controversial. <laughs> oh. I thought – I wrote his name down. I was like, this is going to shock people. I, I told Matt who it was. I'm like, I left – if, if we all have like, the same one, that's going to be fun. I was man. like, Matt, I left this guy. He's like, oh, I left him out too. I'm like <laughs> – Oh, I thought it was kind of controversial. <laughs> I was like, I just took him out last second to get this guy in because I had to get this guy in. Um, so let's get this uh, one more guy on here to wrap this up here and talk about the New England situation. Jacoby Myers is looking really good in camp. I'm not going to get excited about this yet, though, because I've seen Kembro Tompkins dominate the preseason, get drafted into like the be people's wide receiver three. There's been so many Jacoby Myers in uh, New England that I've just come, you know, apathy set in. I don't even care. Like I,
1: I, I mean, I totally agree. It's, it's a nice little news and note type of thing. I mean, obviously you combine that with the fact that Nikhil Harry has, has not been doing well, you know, and, and, and has been injured a multitude of injuries and I think that's you know I think both those things go hand in hand and kind of push up Jacoby Myers value even more you know f- falsely even yeah. more.
0: It's like one of those fancy push up bras trying to get you all trick-
1: tricked. It, it, you know exactly. So we're thanks gonna,
0: Victoria, nice secret.
1: We're gonna get to the regular season and it's gonna be the like the usual suspects, the guys that know how to operate that that offense like the back of their hands. Yeah, so. the
0: Kaiser so says. I hear what you're saying. I'm Dang. picking up what you're laying down over there. Nikhil Harry's banged up with multiple injuries. I already
1: said that, but you weren't listening, so you missed I it. I was
0: whispering to Garrett. <laughs> yes, you were. He showed me his controversial guy. Like, I was like, the guy's not that controversial. Now let's explain why in the next episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, then uh, and they made a trade. Yeah, they traded for a tight end, Eric Sobert from uh, the Falcons. And then, you know, to go along with that, Matt Lacoste has has some sort of ankle issue. Who they issue. train from? The Falcons.
0: Oh, you said Falcons. I know. Falcons. I like to say
1: the Falcons, <laughs> like the Millennium Falcon.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I, all right, all right. I like that better. All right. oh,
1: the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just an interesting note is a guy that I liked coming out. He's a, he's an athletic tight end, and then, you know, if, if anything – substantial happens to lacoste somebody's going to get in a, uh you know four games at least at the i beginning still of the season.
0: like lacoste is a sneaky guy i said this back in february I, so uh, I so Matt do i lacoste i mean that's 26 is a nice little sneaky own out there six foot six 26 years old new england loves to use the tight ends they have no receivers besides julian edelman and Nikhil harry well don't forget about jacoby myers
1: so, I mean, Lacoste is obviously the preferred guy, but if if that injury becomes more serious and they immediately trade for a guy, it, it just sends up red flags to me that maybe, maybe the Lacoste stuff might linger into the season.
0: Or that uh, Ben Watson is a cheater. And he's out there taking the drugs
1: the, again,
0: again, again. He's out for four games. Yes,
1: he, he, I know. That's what I mean. There could be an early season role for Eric.
0: So disappointed in Ben. He was such a role model out there in the league, president of all kinds of things. Real stand up guy, for him, Cleveland Brown. You know, well, kids. he
1: thought he was retired. He thought he was in the clear, man.
0: Yeah. Well, that's which is fair though, because we're telling you, know, Antonio, to lay off on the weed until yeah. it's time. Exactly. You know, ben thought it was time. He's like, dude, trying <laughs> to get a little beefy. You know, like, hey, I'm not getting
1: any younger. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, that's it, right?
1: I think that's it, man. I think that pretty much puts a bow on the week there. Well, now for
0: now for the nerd her members, because we're about to do another episode right after this, and we're gonna give you our running back ones for the 2019 season. That's right. Mm. Who's the running back ones? This is value information. Who's out from last year? We're gonna get, we're gonna tell you who's out from last year and who's gonna be in mm. for the 2019 season. And if you're missing out on that, that means you're not a nerd her member and you're just missing out on some really awesome stuff. I mean, we have IDP rankings. Debbie Rankins, Rookie Rankins, Superflex Tight End Premium Rankins, Standard Rankins, PPR Rankins, the Buy Sell Tool, the Extra Podcast, the Mock Draft Tool is going to be out sometime in 2019. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff going on around here. I mean, it's still about 97% done. Uh, so, yeah, for the price of a cup of coffee, uh, I think the I think the Extra Podcast alone is worth the 3 bucks a month, honestly. Definitely. And it's like, what's, if you love Dynasty a ton, what's the best way to do? Just support it, right? If you enjoy the show and you want to support it, say, oh, well, well, other sites have this and other sites have that. Well, they don't have an extra podcast that we do, right? Support Dynasty Fantasy Bowl and support Garrett because he needs it. He needs your Twitter followers. He needs to be noticed. He's over crying about not being mentioned. Look at him, tears in his eyes.
1: It's so so sad. Just follow him, guys. It's so sad.
0: You know what? Follow him on Twitter. (laughs) Garrett, can you please give everybody your Twitter? I don't know that I can. All right. you, he's too you emotional. Take a, you take a motion, you take a minute over there. You breathe, Matt. Give you people your Twitter handle. I'm Matt Dynasty. Matt. I'm a Dynasty rich. I'm a way better follower than all these guys, by the way. Yes, he are. you are. T- you are. I I agree. I tweet a tenth of the amount of Garrett as Garrett does, but I don't have as good, many good things as Garrett does. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Garrett has a lot of good information, and so, he's at Dynasty Price. He
0: is at Dynasty Price. Thanks, Matt. It's a mm-hmm. great. It's a great name. I have no idea where he came up with it, but it's a great <laughs> name. Uh, Way better
1: than GMP
0: (laughs) underscore one two three price check five four uh Walmart special. Uh you can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. That's pretty simple, right? Very simple. It's the same promo code you can use to get uh 20% off at fantasydata.com. Make sure you check them out. Make sure to check out dynastyowner.com But again, 20% off until the fifteenth at fantasydata.com. That's that's pretty uh legit. And then this week in Canton, Ohio, this Sunday, yep, August 18th. You can come and say hi to me, Garrett. Matt will be there late in the evening. Um, and more Dynasty Nerds writers as well, like Jared Wackerly will be there. Yep. Uh, Dennis is going to be there yep. uh, at Culture Coach, our editor and fantastic writer. There's going to be a lot, not only that, but there's going to be tons of DLF, Fantasy Football writers, Roto Viz, The Ball Blast Girls, uh, Fantasy and Frames, uh, the, the fantasy Dynasty. FF uh, statistics. Uh, so yeah. many podcasts and dynasty sites are football diehards, serious XMs, uh Bob Harris is gonna mm-hmm. be there. DLF, Ryan Ryan McDowell is gonna be there, and DLF owner himself is gonna be there. So all these people are gonna be here at this Midwest Expo in Canton, Ohio, this weekend, this Sunday. If you use the promo code Nerds, you get five bucks off your ticket. You get five bucks off your ticket. And if you really want to go and you're strapped for cash, I got a couple free tickets sent to me Ooh. this week. So all you have to do is hit me up on Twitter and say you really want to go to the Midwest Expo, but you're feeling kind of brokeish, and you're somewhat by can Ohio. I'll email you a couple free a free ticket because I got a couple to give away. So nice. why not give them away?
1: Yeah, I didn't even know uh,
0: that. So come say hi. Uh, we're going to have some cool stuff on there. We're going to have some Dining Senior shirts to give away. We're going to have some high fives to give out, and uh, definitely probably be the coolest people there. 100%. Yeah, it's not even down in my mind, really. I'm just going to bring a soapbox so you, you can stand on the it boot. yeah we will be standing on there and we'll be on the stage talking about some stuff as well so come say hi to us there sign up for the nerd herd. buy a nerd shirt uh if you show up a nerd if you show up to the midwest expo in a dynasty nerd shirt dude you're getting a big high five every time i see you so every time you walk by the booth you know i'll give it a hundred times
1: just keep walking just keep walking <laughs>
0: i'm <gonna> have my <laughs> hand out <of> there. <laughs> <laughs> one of those <laughs> like <laughs> poop uh poop rotisserie things that you're talking about what what yeah, the, the turnstile thingy that you said just poop going around and over
1: and over again? When 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 was this conversation? Listen Garrett, back wait. to the podcast. Okay. In the rotisserie meantime, poop.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you, know, you keep it fresh, right? Yeah. Keep it in a rotisserie. It would work. Yeah, doo doo. I don't remember this. Do you want a stick? <laughs> gross. It is gross. In the meantime, we'll be back next week with another episode for the nerder members. We got some good stuff coming to you right after this. Bye bye.